Welcome, barbecue enthusiasts, to another smoking hot episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and I'm thrilled to take you on a mouthwatering journey through the world of barbecue, grilling, and the vibrant culture that surrounds it. Recorded right here in the heart of the barbecue world, our podcast is your backstage pass to all things smoked and sizzling. We'll be chatting with top pitmasters, grillmasters, and foodies, giving you an exclusive peek behind the scenes of the barbecue universe. So whether you're a seasoned pitmaster or just fired up the grill for the first time, you're in the right place. The Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast is your one-stop destination for flavor-packed stories, grilling tips, smoker secrets, and all things barbecue. So, grab a seat, fire up your smoker, and get ready to sink your teeth into the juiciest conversations, the boldest flavors, and the most unforgettable moments in the world of barbecue. Here's to the thrill of the grill and the magic of smoke and fire. Let's get started. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Now, some of you have reached out to me wondering what happened to the show. Is it all over? The answer is no, but I will take a second to fill you in on what's going on. The show is not over. I repeat, the show is not over. But there are two things I need to fill you in on. Firstly, my wife has started an online course, which means my recording studio has returned to its previous use as a home office. So until she's finished, our regular shows have been put on hold. Secondly, if I'm honest, I just needed a break. When the spicy flu first started in 2020, I doubled down on the show, switching to a weekly release. I released an episode a week for two and a half years, all the while having a full-time job and running three businesses with my wife. And if you'll pardon the atrocious pun, I was burned out. Thus, the timing of my wife's course couldn't have been better as it afforded me a break. And here's a tip for those of you looking at building your own barbecue business. Sometimes it's possible to be so deep in what you're doing that you can't see it anymore. And the only way to get back in front of it is to step outside of it, take a break, then reflect on it. Only then will you be able to see a way forward. And so with my studio being repurposed, our latest podcast episodes have been limited to those I've been able to record live at barbecue festivals and competitions. And that brings you up to date. So let's get into today's ep. This ep was recorded live at the Emerald Barbecue and Beer Festival. I'd never been there before, so it was a really exciting experience for me to check out this corner of Outback Queensland. Luckily, it was a direct flight from Brisbane to Emerald, making it a cinch for me to get there. On the car ride in from the airport, I learned that Emerald's a mining and cotton town, evidenced by the large machinery and loose wisps of cotton blowing along the side of the road. What followed was a fantastic weekend of competition barbecue, a classic small town Australia festival, and featured live music from the always amazing Busby Maru. It was a small festival, 10 teams tops, two of which were brand new and only one had competed in an ABA sanctioned event before. For me, it was incredibly nostalgic, taking me back to where I started in the competition barbecue scene myself. But that's enough about me. Let me take you now to the beautiful Emerald Barbecue and Beer Festival. Hey everybody, it's about 20 past 12 now on uh, on Saturday morning here at the Emerald Beer and Barbecue Fest and the sun is out, there's not a cloud in the sky and I'm sitting here now with Team Three Bears and a Chainsaw and their bio poster says their team motto is Boats and Hose. <laughs> uh, 
Haven't seen either of them out here at Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm not quite sure where that comes Actually, no, I know where that comes from. That's a movie reference. But I've got uh, Chris, Kieran and Bort. Gentlemen, how are you? Oh, pretty oh, good, pretty mate. Easy. How are you? Yeah. Good, good. Hey, tell me, how are you faring after last night? Oh, tired. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Not didn't get a wink of sleep. Struggling. Uh, you were one of the teams that was still up at 3.30, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well the yeah, other teams well, are a bit loud, really so you get to go to bed, so. <laughs> ah, righto. So it was other teams' fault. Even if you had been responsible, you still wouldn't have been able to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So it looks like this might be your first barbecue comp. Have I got that right? Um, I've been in one previously. I was in last year's uh, meat stock. In Melbourne. Oh wow! Yeah, because um, that's just where it started from. Yeah. And then I've just recently moved up here to Emerald, um, and uh, where we work, we got a smoker, and I'm teaching the two boys how to smoke, and we decided to come and join it just for a bit of fun. Ah, righto. So tell me, how did you end up getting into Melbourne meat stock? Um, I, so I worked uh, one of the smokehouses in Melbourne, and yeah, we. Well, we were uh, invited there to go. And right. That's it. Sorry. Oh, I, sorry. I just said, all oh, right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, which which smokehouse was that? Uh, Red Gun Barbecue. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been there, but I have heard of it. Yeah. yeah. And how did you like meat stock? Oh yeah, it was it was insane. It was great. It was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I'd love to go again. Like maybe Toowoomba one year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well they had their first one there last year, it yeah. was pretty was pretty good. Yeah. And I've been to Melbourne twice, it's a cracker. Yeah, it is, it's great. And was that your, your first ever barbecue that competition? Was my first, yeah, that was my first one, yeah. So you jumped straight into one of the biggest ones in the country? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the place I worked before went in it previous years, and then when I started with them, I wanted to be part of the team, and so we did it. Oh, righto. So you were cooking barbecue before you were at Red Gum? Uh, no, just, uh, just at, at home. Just, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. And how about you you guys, Kieran and Bort, I take it? Um, no, yeah, no. I just started when we um, started working where we are. Haven't done any competitions before. Um, I just wanted to join and see, get experience and have some fun. Mate, that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? Now, you were actually heading off to work when I first met you guys last night. Yeah. W whereabouts do you work? The Maraboon. Okay, is that like a pub in town? Yep. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you're all chefs, have I got that right? That's correct. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you're not coming to this as like, <laughs> no. like it might be the first, the team's first competition, but yeah. you guys yeah. have got your... Got a little bit of knowledge. You, you, you've got it together. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> done this once or twice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bort, you were telling me that you actually cook barbecue at a resort, is that right? What was that, sorry? Uh, last night, I don't know if you remember, you told me that you uh, that you used, that you cooked barbecue at a uh, resort. Uh, you don't remember telling me no, that? No, I don't. No. Okay. Probably had a few beers last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I remember a resort fight. No. Might have been a tall tale. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, tell me about the cooker that you got going there beside you. What do you got happening there right now? So uh, at the moment, so we have the offset, and that's what we've been cooking most of our stuff in. Uh, just to do the low and slow, and then we got the kettle just to cook something a bit higher over coals, so we get that nice, the char, and um, yeah, just a nice uh, caramelised on the meats. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And how do you find your Hark Texas Pro Pit? Um, this is the first time I've uh, used it. Kieran only brought it two weeks ago, like when we decided that. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking it did look brand new. Yeah, yeah it uh, got used once, and that was two weeks ago, uh, the day after I bought it. I cook some brisket in it, um, first time using it. So it's a, I had a smaller one, um, 
but it just wasn't the right size and was half smoker, half barbecue, so it just wasn't working for what I wanted. Ah, so right. I went and bought a bigger one and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mate, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Get in there, give it a crack. And the different categories we've got today, you've got chicken, any cut, beef ribs, pork ribs, brisket, Brahmin hump, and a mystery meat. What's that? Chicken, beef, pork, brisket, Brahmin. Six different categories, and you guys are doing all six today? Yeah. Yep. And are you on 30-minute hand-in windows or one-hour hand-in windows? So, it's, um, I think it's one hour. Okay. Yeah, so, first, first two meets are at one, and then an hour after that for yep. the rest. Okay. So, what can you tell me about that mystery meat? So, uh, it's lamb. Um, we got ours late. <laughs> we are, uh, yeah, so we got to set up late last night, so we didn't get handed our lamb until 9 o'clock this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so it was a little bit of a rush to uh, get it all prepped it in the in the smoker, but uh, I think we've we made it. do with what we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lamb saddle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not pretty, but it'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you guys decide to do with it? Are you doing like a pulled lamb, or did? Oh uh, no, so we um, we just uh, we went about as a like a, it'd be a roast. So we deboned it, rolled it, and we pretty much just roasted it up. Ah, very nice. That sounds good. I think the, uh, the the country judges will get on board with that. Yeah. Very cool. So, what's your secret weapon for this competition? Like, are you are you chicken guns? Are you uh, brisket kings? It's more it's more uh, different flavors. So we just we just took a step out of the traditional um, American barbecue or Australian barbecue, and we've took taken more of an Asian kind of take on it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What are you doing? Some like honey soy. Uh, so we got a uh, uh, fire spice and plum sauce ribs. Um, we got fire spice, cola and rum brisket. Ah, uh, not brisket. Uh, beef rib. Yep. Just, just on those, and then yeah, just traditional for the brisket. Interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be interested to see how the uh, how those pork ribs go. Five mm. spice and plum sauce. Mm. It's pretty bold. I dig it. Yeah. We had the. We had the we, we knew we were going to be competing against uh, some people that had experience. So, uh, so we just thought we'd uh, go outside the box just to stand out. Yeah, love it. Love your work. Well, look, I'll, I'll leave you to it because you've got to start getting ready for the first hand in. Yep. But uh, thanks very much for having a chat and uh, best of luck with it. All right, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Hello again, everybody. It's now half past 12 on, on the uh, Saturday afternoon here at this uh, Emerald Barbecue and Beer Festival. And I'm talking to Rob from Ashton's Butchery, who's part of the Krusty Smokers barbecue team, whose team slogan is, what? How the hell did that happen? Rob, how are you this afternoon, yeah, mate? Yeah, very well, Ben. Thanks. So you're here with uh, with Krusty Smokers. Tell us, how did the team come together? Well, I'm not really sure. These are the fellows from Emerald, and they're all mates, and they're very keen at barbecuing. I'm just one of the, uh, I've brought the meat up from uh, Pittsworth where our shop is um, and very keen at cooking so I'm Derek, one of the teams, I'm the father-in-law so that's how it happened. Ah right, okay and so did you supply some of the meats for the yes. for the teams here? Yep. For yep. Just for this team or for some of the other teams no, as well? No, just for this team. Ah right. So that's okay. our secret ingredients. Yep, yep. Now, I understand that you uh, are one of the pioneers of the paddock to plate movement. You actually, not only are you a butcher, you're actually a landowner and a, and a grazier, a, a, a farmer. That's right, Ben. It was before any of this was ever come about with, with paddock to plate, we never even thought of it. It was just, I grew up on a farm and it was part of, of my uh, upbringing. And uh, I became a butcher and then always interested in farming and that's how it came about. So we just love what we do. We, we, 
We've got our cattle, um, fatten them. We've got our own abattoirs back into the shop. So that's how it works. Right, so you've, you've actually got like a closed loop then if you've even got your own abattoir. That's right, yep. Wow, and what kind of cows are you uh, raising? We always try to stick to British bred cattle. We just think they're the softest, um, great temperament. Um, we just like good, soft, tender meat. And they do well on the Darling Downs, that's, that's what we do. And, and we sort of feed them both crop. So this time of the year it's oats and we put a grain bin out in the paddock so they've got the best of both worlds. Um, you know, if things turn a bit dry, we've got grain there. To, they'll eat more grain. If things are, are good like they are at present on the downs, the oats is pretty good. They're not eating much grain. It's just whatever they need. So they can graze and lie under a tree if they want to, or that's how it is. Hey, that sounds like a great life, except for the, for the last part, we, for the ending part. We don't tell them what's at the end, <laughs> but it's, it is great there. And that's what it's all about, is uh, cattle that are fed well, but also at the same time, they're stress-free. How important is that to the quality of the final product? Very important. Stress is one of the worst things out. So if you get cattle that come straight from the side yards, they're stressed, they can be the best-looking beef in the world. They won't kill out as good as if they come straight from the, from the farm, processed. Then we age it for a few days, and that's how it, yeah, it's just... So is that a, a chemical change in the in the meat then? Is it the is it the flood of cortisone in the in the meat that sort of changes the flavour of it if they're stressed when they're processed? Shouldn't be too much in the flavour, but yeah, it's the pH level in the beef. So if they're stressed, you get that dark cutter sort of thing, but we don't have that because they're just um, stress-free. And then when we age it, it starts to break down right from the word from the first day to the last day, but we, we've got to be careful that we don't age it too long because it's got shelf life, like the housewife will take it home in the fridge for a few days, so we've got to be conscious of that. So we process it at the abattoirs on, a, say, a Thursday. That comes in the shop on a Monday. We break it down and then start selling it. So that's how it is. Yeah, interesting. I'm that's interesting that the stress levels can like actually affect the acidity in the meat. That's, it does. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's probably more so than anything else. And so the the, the cows actually self-regulate what they eat. You don't sort of move them into a paddock and then give them X amount of grain and measure that out and make sure they all eat no. the grain and it's no, just whatever it's they feel like. They that's what they can have. That's right. Wow. And are they? Is that locally fed as well? Like, are you? Um, including local products and produce in all, that process. All the grain so that... is just a few kilometres away. Really? So that's how it is. And we, we, we mix our own grain um, and put it out in the paddock in self-feeders and they can just help themselves then. Nice, nice. Now you mentioned before that they're a, a British breed of cattle. I'd imagine that the weather, the climate is quite different between Britain and here on the Darling Downs, like this is the middle of winter and look at it, it's, it's incredible here That's today. Right. But on the Darling Downs, uh, like the British bred cattle do well, like your Angus, Hereford, Shorthorn, Murray Greys, all those cattle do well and then it doesn't hurt to have a bit of a cross with them, say your Santa Hereford cross, very good cross. So you know, any of those, uh, Shorthorn is just underrated. It has nice marbling in it, but if you get a roan Hereford, it's just, you know, like your own Borley, 
just beautiful beef. And they're always quiet. Angus is is great beef, there's no doubt about it, but your Hereford, if you're hanging a Hereford with Angus, you wouldn't know the difference, really. Okay. If the skin's off it, you won't know the difference. Right. Fascinating stuff. But if you get your, some of the other breeds, I'm not going to knock any breed, you can get good breeds in any of the European breeds, like your Limousins or your Charolais, but for us, we like a little bit of fat coverage, and that's what we get with the British bred cattle. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. Do you do much Brahmin stuff? I've noticed that Brahmin is a category here at the competition it this weekend. It is up here in central Queensland, and that they do well up here. Down on the downs, look, there's nothing wrong with the Brahmin. If they're, uh, like the mothers are great, they're great milkers, and the calves do well. But we do find you can't get the weight into a Brahmin that you do with the Herefords or Angus. They're a little bit shorter and not as long as some of the other breeds, but but they're improving. There's no doubt about that. Over the years, they've improved a lot. So for uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen at the butcher end of that uh, of, of that circle? Have you found a swing in customer demands? Like, are you are you now trimming more briskets than you were before? Are you um, doing more American-style cuts. Are you seeing any increased demand for picanha, things like that? Yes, um, we still do the basic cuts, and that's the biggest thing. But brisket, yes, a big increase in, in uh, young, young fellas coming in wanting brisket to smoke. Once upon a time, all the brisket used to be rolled and corned. Now it's not so much. It's, um, yeah, cooked fresh. And it's great because uh, young fellas are very keen on cooking. And that's what I like to see. It is great to see a new generation coming through, isn't it? That's Particularly... right, even your ribs. We used to roll all our rib roasts. We still roll rib roasts, and they're a big seller. But now we're selling ribs on the bone like your spare ribs. So there, it's just, yeah, it's good. Yeah, must be nice to see more of the animal being used as well. So that's there's right. less yeah. of the, um, like I, I remember as a kid, the butcher would be trying to give us stuff. Yeah. Like all, all the offcuts, it's good to see they're all, like all them being used and the, that animal really being, uh, I, I guess, honoured is the word for That's it. That's right. See, even the ox cheek, that was, that was just nothing years ago. When I first started butchering, that was dog food. Yeah. Now you can trim it, take that bit of a membrane off it, put it out. It's, just, it's probably one of the nicest bits of meat you can eat. Mate, I tell you what, it's funny that you mentioned that. I just finished eating a beef cheek taco uh, cooked for me by one of the sponsors up there, and it was so good. Yeah. It just, it's just jelly. I couldn't believe it. When, when it first came out, I said to my wife, I said, they're eating beef cheek. I said, perhaps we should try some just to see what it's like. So I brought some home, and we cooked it in the slow cooker, and we went, wow. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the, the, yeah. the dogs were onto something years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell me, what do you like to cook um, for barbecue at, at home for yourself? Look, to be honest, I love rump steak because it's got a rich flavour and it's always tender. But I find most fellows like rump, most women like rib fillet. Okay. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just stands out, but if you've got a nice piece of rump, I reckon it's as nice as you'll ever get. But you know, like, there's nothing wrong. T-bone, beautiful. Love T-bone. Yeah. But I like it all, so. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah. And so what do you cook on? Is that your Weber over there? No, no, I usually just cook on a, 
or hot plate. Yep. Well, even a, a Weber. Just a it used to be just an old hot plate, and we've got rid of that. And I've got a Weber now, and it's uh, yeah, it's just what you get used to. But I'm going to I'm going to buy one of these uh, smokers. Yep. Because I think they are good. They so, are good. They are very yeah. good fun. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but it's just just fashion, and it's great to see a whole lot of uh, different ways of cooking. It is, yeah. And I was, I was just saying before, I was uh, just announcing to the crowd all the different food vendors and things here, and there's so many different variations here today. It's, yeah. it's not just barbecue. You've got barbecue and Thai, and uh, there's right. a pizza place, and there's an Indian place. and yeah. you know, We have got a, a, a kettle barbecue at home, and we've often cooked a roast in that. And then when we take that out, the coals are still going, so we might stick in uh, a sticky date pudding or something like that. There you that. go. So you yeah. make use of that those coals. So it turns out great. It does, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can always uh, just close up all the vents on the barbecue, snuff that coal out, and then relight it again later. That's right. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Well, all right, I need to go jump back up on the stage again, so thank you very much for your time, and enjoy no the rest worries. of the festival. Thanks, Ben. Hey folks, it's now 10 to 3 in the afternoon on Saturday here at the beautiful Emerald Barbecue and Beer Festival. I have had an absolute cracker of a day. I've done my first cooking demo. That was the stuffed chicken thighs you might have seen me do. They're up on the website. The recipe's there. Stuffed with feta, sun-dried tomatoes, seasoned with uh, chives and parsley, wrapped in bacon, went down a treat. Everybody's loving it. But uh, somebody who's been absolutely smashed today, run off his feet, is Zach from Full Belly Barbecue. Mate, you've managed to find a couple of minutes to have a bit of a breather, and now I'm hassling you for a podcast. Mate, thank you for coming on board. Anytime, mate. It's a joy. It's good to be here. It's a good day. Good, sh- good sh- um, turnout. Good show. It's it a- is, yeah. It's yeah. first time for us. Um, it's our second barbecue battle. The first one we've done was absolutely huge, and this is panning out to be no different. It is very big, isn't it? It is, it is. It's good to get people who don't know what they're doing, the people who do know what they're doing. And as us being a catering, smoking business, not a competition side, we envy the competition side, but they envy what we do. So it's two completely different ball games. It is. It is two uh, two different sides of the same coin, isn't it? That's right, for sure. Yeah. Now, are you a local? Like, are you a, an, an, an emerald-based barbecue uh, outfit? No, we're from Townsville, but we, we can pretty much say we're based in Emerald at the moment. We, all our work is out around Emerald. Really? Um, we've been at home, and it's the same thing. Everyone eats the same thing at the same markets, the same shows. You're there all the time. They only eat it so many times. Um, when we're out here, we've got all the different options from all the mining towns. We run here, there, and everywhere in between. Um, we've got here the gem fields, Kapala. You've got all your footy games on the weekends and that. So we try to do here, there, and everywhere. And during the week, we do street trade in the little mining towns. So our goal is to do two or three nights during the week, and then what are the weekend events? Wow, so what sort of kilometres are we talking between all those different events? Well, the, the truck there you've seen, we've had for four weeks now, and it's, it's five, five weeks now, we've got nearly 7,000 k's on it. And that's a big truck too, what's that, like an eight-tonner or something? Uh, 32. 32-ton, okay. So it's a 12-pallet cold room, the front half's blocked off for cold room, the back half's our home on wheels. Really? Yeah. So oh, got right. King-size bed, we've got an air fryer, a microwave, a 15-inch TV in there, uh, shower, everything but a... Shit, I don't like playing with poo, so no toilet going in. Fair enough. <laughs> you can always dig a hole anyway. That's right. Plenty of trees. Yeah. And so, like, do the kids live in the truck with you as well? So my daughter, we've just pulled her out of school. She's starting distant ed, staying the road with me. My wife comes backwards and forwards to the bigger events. Um, staff's our biggest issue in having people who can actually do it. So we bring her out to the bigger ones, so we've got confident people in there. 
Um, for example, my backpacks quit this morning. I've been on Emerald Facebook page all morning trying to find two. I found two Frenchies, I think they are. Um, I've been going a couple of hours, they're going great. Sorry, you had two people quit just last night? This morning. At, this I morning. I told them to be here at nine and they quit at 20 to nine. What? So, plus we had an incident in the truck. We broke a door handle on the truck and the missus threw a crowbar up to me and as you see my hand. It's yeah, it's got a big split on the back of your hand size there. Size yeah. of football and so it's tempting. So, joys the business, mate. I'm sure we'll, ones who are in our position knows what it's like and how hard it is to get good staff. So, like, how... My mind is just boggled that they would quit at 20 to 9, like, on on the job day. Like, is that is that a common thing? Is that, a, like, a problem that you regularly have? I don't want to tarnish them all, but the ones we've had, the three groups we've had now, three couples, they all claim the fame, they want to work, they want to do this, they want to do that, they get here and... Look, when we're busy, we're, we're bloody busy, don't get me wrong, but the rest of the time you're standing and you're cleaning benches, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's nothing hard. But when we're busy, you're, you're getting pumped. That's whether you're doing hospitality, welding, mining, whatever, when you're busy, you're on the pump. The rest of the time, for us, you're sitting around literally scratching your balls. <laughs> like, you're waiting for customers to come. Once the benches are clean and that, there's nothing to do. At the start of when we get to something like we got here on Wednesday, we set up and we done a big cook Wednesday to suit the weekend. And we, um, yesterday, we done the VIP and, not the VIP, the... The crew dinners. Yeah, yep. the sponsors and all that. Um, so they worked... Yesterday morning for four hours, we vaccinated all the meat we cooked the day before. Yep. We cooked up all our loaded, so that's bacon, cuts and onion, and vaccinated all that. Come back at four, and they worked till seven o'clock. Yeah, so, right. And well, we done 59 meals, 59 serves last night, so we can do that in 25 minutes. We've done it over two hours. Yeah, So yeah. that's a, a gist of how busy it is when you're doing stuff like that. Yeah, and if they're getting paid by the hour, then... It's, like, it's not like they're, they're, they're working for commission, so... That's right. <laughs> you, look, I can be an arsehole, I'm not going to say I'm not. End of the day, though, it's, it's a business. Whether you, you can try and make it as fun as possible as you like, but it's still a business. You've still got to crack on. It's We're not a big business, we're only new. Um, I'm still learning, my wife's still learning. It's something completely different. I'm 10 years mine and went back to my trade for a few months and still hated that, and uh, I got married, and that's my... That's my um, honeymoon. <laughs> now, you, your wife did start to mention this to me last night. I understand that you took the money for the honeymoon and you bought a trailer smoker with it. How did. did that go down? Um, what's the old saying? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> oh, mate, I would be a dead man. You're much braver than I am. Look, I've wanted to buy a digger in a truck for years and years and years, but everywhere you look, there's a digger in a truck. So you're going into a, not dead end, I guess you'd call it, but there's too much competition. And Saturated market, yeah, yeah. Like you look at here, there's another vendor here who does very similar but completely different. There's no one here who has a smoker sitting on a trailer. That's unfortunate, that's what we do. So our selling point is we've got a smoker in the truck. Whether we cook in an oven 400 k's away, we cook it here, no one knows the difference. Yeah, they, yeah. They're seeing it coming out of the smoker and they're loving it. And it is all, it is all cooked in there, don't get me wrong, but it's just that the general human nature is that's what it is and that's what the 100% what they're getting yep so well, we, it, we follow our noses too don't we so you're actually here you're burning the wood you're putting smoke in the air that like I can I can smell your briskets from a mile away it smells so yeah, good and the the lineup of people that you've had there for the last two or three hours for the lunch run has just been really impressive well we've already sold our beef ribs I'm cooking the wings tonight for the eating contest I've yes. got, got no wings left so I'm trying to get these on pumped out so I can put more wings on for tonight <laughs> so we've it, the trucks the money we spent on the truck we meant to buy a new smoker with, but our first trip we did out here was seven weeks and we spent a small part of a fortune on accommodation for seven weeks. 
So we had the money put away to buy a new smoker, but because the amount of money we spent on accommodation, it's better off buying a truck to start with. Yep. Actually, I'm running two this weekend. I've hired one from a fellow in Blackwater. Yep. Um, so it's still not enough. It's but you can only do what you can do. That's what people don't understand. The public is other than got ovens and they all cook it fresh. It's all there. What we've got is that's that's all the room we've got. Yeah, yeah. That's our biggest issue. So you can have one in a 20 foot container where you hold it all, but then you don't sell it all. It's just, that's it, that's the gamble, isn't it? And you're always guessing, you're never going to know for sure. Yeah. So, but you can go to some events, similar kind of events, and you can sell everything in, in a couple of hours, or you can come to this event and drag it over five or six hours. It's every crowd's different. There's no, yeah. no two of the same. Like, you get your rodeos is our goal next year, is what we're going to focus on. You kind of get your, your lunchtime rush, which is it's busy, but it's not busy. But then dinner, you get absolutely pumped. Then yeah. you can chill out till all the drunks are heading home and you feed them on the way out. Yeah, so you get them three times in the one festival. That's always the way. It's always a bonus. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I did have to ask, I did see that the uh, that the smoker on the big trailer there, that is a Bullockhead Creek. That's from Brisbane. I know Craig pretty well. Is that uh, is that the one that you were just saying was the rental or is that the one that, uh, no, the big that's, trailer, that's yours? That, that's my one. Yep. Um, yeah, it's Bullockhead Creek. It's, to be honest, my first offset. So how this business began was we got married with a shotgun wedding from day of talking about getting married was nine days. We kind of wow. had Wow. You don't muck around. We had family issues, and won't go into it. We, okay. But we had family issues, and um, we had nine days while our young fellow was still in good health to, to get it done. Gotcha. So we tried to hire a big smoker from home, never used the big one before, or the size, the colour of what it was, and... Um, it was just too hard, so we tried to get someone to cater it, and they pulled it out two days before. Ah. Uh. So, and I ran up all the boys. We had seven, no, there's seven dragers running. We done wings and roasts and spuds, everything oh, on perfect. the dragers, and it kind of lit a fire to everyone enjoyed. And a lot of people did tell me you got to do something. You got to make something of it. So when I brought this, and um, we got it home from Brisbane, and lit her up and thought, hey, we'll cook ribs on it tonight. You do ribs in a couple of hours in the, in the Traeger. Yeah, Probably yeah. a couple of hours get the body thing warm. <laughs> uh, well, it's a much larger uh, cooking unit to have to get up the temperature. Once again, it was all... The first few months of running the business, we cooked all our um, briskets on the Traeger because we couldn't figure... Every time we'd light it, we'd have a fire. Trying yeah. to find out how to set all your adjuster plates and whatnot underneath it. Ah, right. So it took a lot of, lot of back, backflips in. and 180s and barbecue bros and cans, old rider, he's been my absolute bible every issue I've had I've rang him so he, he kind of pushed me into it he had a lot to do with it but every issue I've had been where it's 10 o'clock of the day or midnight what do I do here ah. so he's been absolutely great oh mate that's good that you got a mentor like that that's what I love about the barbecue scene there's always there's always people there to help out always people to guide you um, that's one of the things that I did here last night was I went around, I spoke to some of the barbecue teams, some of them were brand new, just gave them some pointers and some tips and sort of helped them on their way and that's, that's what it's all about. So I remember our first night markets, we went in there, we had two old briskets, I think we had six or eight collar butts, we had 14 or 15 kilos of ribs, we're baller here, we've got, never going to sell all this and we had, no, it was windy as all hell, we had bulk fire issues, still trying to learn the smoker. So we're doing tickets at the time. The tickets are blowing away everywhere. So we had no idea. It was just, oh, no. it was just absolute unorganised chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we still sold out in an hour and 20 minutes. And even with all the no idea what we're doing and whatnot, but we've grown. We've by far we're not experts. There's a lot, lot more people, a lot more experience than we've got. But we're getting there. It's something different. It's, it's enjoyable. You get to talk to different people and meet different lots of people and whatnot. 
it's just a whole new ball game compared to what my whole life of working has been. Yeah, well, look, man, that's that's absolutely great to hear. I mean, it's it's very brave to leave the mines to get into barbecue. They do say that, you know, to, to make a million dollars in barbecue, you need to start with $2 million. Um, so, uh, but things are obviously going really well for you. So, you, look, as you said, you've, you've upgraded your truck a couple of times in the last couple of months, and now you've got this big giant one here, and you've got all this work lined up for the next couple of months. You're, you're able to do it with your family, which is fantastic. So mate, well done. I can see that the line's starting to queue up again over there and your, your offsiders are kind of casting some glances over here at us, sort of resting in the shade, having a <laughs> podcast. So, mate, I'm gonna say thanks very much for your time and enjoy the rest mate. of the festival. Definitely, thank you. Hey folks, we're now at quarter past three here in the afternoon. The sun is setting in the west. Well, it's starting to set, it's still very bright, still very nice and warm. It has absolutely been a cracking day. And I'm here right now with Rub For Your Pleasure. I've got Brad, Jeff Anna and Jason. So, uh, Jeff Anna, you might want to clear up that name first, maybe? Um, so, my real name is Brianna, but we're one of the other members in the team is Jeff, and he wasn't able to be here for the whole of today, so uh, I kind of stepped in for him on the second day, but he came last night and helped prep all the food and everything. Yeah, right, I see. So it's a bit of a shared shirt, shared yeah. name situation. Gotcha. Now, Brad, you're the you're the team captain, I gather. Oh, I've been uh, nominated team captain. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, you were told that you were the team captain. It, this, it all started uh, what, 2019, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. When uh, the last time they had a, uh, a barbecue competition here, uh, or a low and slow comp, and um, we decided to put a team together. We just not long bought all our smokers and and thought this would be a, a bit of fun. And um, and yeah, and uh, we we. Entered in there and we came away with two third places uh, in nice. that competition. So we had yeah, third for our pork and third for our brisket. Um, so uh, we've been champing at the bit, waiting for another comp, a local one to come around. Yeah. Um, because all three, all four of us in the, the main team um, have uh, basically got a vast variety of jobs. So trying to time each other in with it to, to fit in a local comp's really good. Uh, yep. Except for uh, Dan Louder over there, and uh, Dan's um, come up from uh, Harvey Bay, isn't it, Dan? Or Chinchilla? Sorry, close right. to Harvey Bay. Yeah, in inland of inland Harvey Bay of uh, Queensland. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we uh, get together at our local comps and, and give it a crack and and see how we go. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and so so you've done that that first one of these comps here. Is this your second ever comp, or is this yep, like your second ever comp? We've been waiting wow. through COVID and waiting for it to get up and running again, yeah, so that we can um, test our skills and see if we've improved. Yeah. So, did you get lots of practice in during all that downtime? Uh, well, over that downtime, we uh, we had one comp that looked like it was going to come up. Um, so, uh, it, it's a it's a real difference to us being home barbecuers mainly um, to. Uh, doing it comp style where um, you, you sort of have to push a lot of uh, cuts to the side and and just use the good bits for your competition and so it's um, it's definitely a challenge to, to step out of home barbecuing and into a comp. It absolutely is, yeah. Situation. Yeah, yeah. just the coordination of it all. Like you got six different uh, six different hand ins here today. Are you guys doing all six? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I've started, I've started getting the others to walk the hand-ins in because I can hardly walk anymore. Ah, oh, right. So right. I'm just about buggered. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, a lot of the uh, big competitions I go to, they'll actually do the hand-ins in pairs. 
yeah. and one will walk in front as a blocker to yeah. get people through the crowd so that nobody trips over the hole in the box of food. Well, yeah, we're hoping that doesn't happen. You get a bit nervous. Just a little bit, yeah. The wife actually gave us a carry thing there that you could sort of strap the box into and then ah, carry it. Helps keep to, it warm, uh, but also helps accidental drops. I yeah, had to I, carry our, um, our beef ribs up in that before because the they were so big the lid wouldn't close. Oh, right. So I was like, that'll hold it down until we get there. Yeah, yeah. I think I know who makes them. Is that Cassie Strohmeyer? Did you get them from her? Ah, uh, I the, think so. The box warmer? Oh, Maybe, It yes. could be, but that's, yeah, that's the wife's little thing that she handed us today, so I'm not sure where uh, she got okay. it from. Yeah, yeah, because I, I had uh, Cassie on the show maybe a year ago, and we were talking about the uh, the box warmers that she makes and sells them at all the competitions and things like that, so... Oh, yeah. Just wondering if you want to pick them up from Is her. that Cassie from Smoke on the Water? Yes. Yeah, okay, the naughty nurse. Uh, I don't know her as in she that calls, As she calls herself. Um, I, I've got nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> the last competition we had here, there was a bit of a dress-up thing. Um, and she is actually a nurse, but she um, she put a nurse, had a nurse's outfit on, was calling herself the naughty nurse. Okay. As she was handing <laughs> handing her um, hand-ins in. Oh, fair enough. So, yeah, it was, it, the good thing about these local comps is everyone has a good time. Yeah. And, you know, it's a bit of, bit of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'd, I'd imagine there'd be some uh, bit of bragging and whatnot in the pub for the next couple of weeks afterwards too. Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I've actually done a few of Cassie's classes, and um, yeah, I keep in touch with with Cassie a little bit. Ah, oh, there you go. Small so, world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think that's one of hers, but I think yeah, it's it's, it's the same style. Same I think idea, she's actually yeah, yeah. improved on the one we've got there. Oh, okay. Yeah, hers is more of a thermal. Like keeps it. Yeah, it's more of a safety carry thing yeah. than anything. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. So do you all have like a background in food? I had. To, how did you come to competition barbecue? You... Yep, we've all been eating all of our lives. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, we've all got varying jobs. Um, I'm a police officer. Um, Jason's a plumber. And we've got uh, company reps. We've got an auto electrician. Um, Jason might tell you a little bit of his background, but he's, he, he's uh, had a little bit... Uh, previous life as a chef. That's right, you were telling me last night you're yeah. a classically trained French chef. A long time ago, yeah, previous yeah. life. Yeah. Have you heard of Tuffy Stone? No. Ah, you need to look him up. He's an absolutely prolific competition barbecuer, huge yeah. success, yep. and he's also a classically trained uh, yeah. French chef. Yep. And yep. Uh, I, I could tell just watching you like prepping the chicken yesterday, I went, ah, this is a gentleman who's, who's got some skills. He's uh, had some training. <laughs> And Tuffy's the same. He's absolutely precise in everything he does. Mm, so, mm. How, how much of that do you bring into barbecue? It's a completely different discipline. It's I do struggle with the you normally cook to weight, to temperature, to time, and this is just a completely different discipline. As I was saying to Brad, I can't you can't quite grasp it yet. So it, it, it it's wonderful. It's it's. Um, but yeah, it's a different discipline. It's um, the skills and the prep work and the knife work very similar. Um, flavors are very, very robust. Um, but yeah, it, it is different. It is completely different from being a chef per se. You know, it's. Um, but yeah, good fun. There's a curiosity for me more than anything else. So. Um, I, I am being guided. I, <laughs> I sometimes look for for direction, but it's probably me looking the other way, saying, "What do, what do I do now? What do I do now?" So, but it's a, it, it's a bunch of fun. It's a yeah, yeah a, a bunch of fun. 
Yeah, cool. Now, so I, I couldn't help but notice last night, as the French trained chef, you've probably got, I think it's fair to say, the, high, the sharpest skills, but yet you still ended up being the one that got the bloody bum job of scraping the chicken skins. How did that happen? <laughs> There's hierarchy in all that, kitchens. That's, so that's what are. I'm it's, saying. Yeah, like you should have been at the top yeah, and you yeah, had the yeah. bottom job. Well, you have to lead from the back sometimes. So it's <laughs> no, but it, it's it's fine. It's um yeah, the, the guys, Brad, and the guys probably more well versed in this particular discipline than me. So I'm happy, still learning, watching, and yeah, just helping where I can and offering a bit of suggestions and whatever. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a uh, I'm a <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're not going to blitz it just because I'm in the team, that's for sure. So it's. Um, but oh, it's, I reckon you've got a much better chance, though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's good fun. And, and here it, it's not a, uh extremely intense competition. It's, it's still a bunch of fun. I think everyone's oh, pretty lax. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 100%. There's a friendly competitiveness. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, everyone sort of would like to win, obviously, but they're friendly about it too so it's, yeah uh, yeah that's great isn't it so you've had your three turnings already you've had uh, chicken pork ribs and beef ribs how you're feeling about it uh, happy with happy the hand ins. Yeah, yeah. i think the only thing was the uh the size of the hand in box to fit the ribs into um, <laughs> oh, we, we did we did talk we did talk to the uh the organizers and um there, there was going to be a, a little bit of um leniency um advice to the judges from the point of view of they were the only boxes they could get and they were a little bit smaller than than I think what the normal hand in boxes okay, are. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so trying to fit six beef ribs and they weren't the biggest beef ribs that we've you know ever cooked. Um, but trying to fit six of them with the bone on in the the box was um, definitely a challenge. Yeah. But, yeah. Just strap it up with some electrical tape. Yeah. And we, we used our yeah, fancy yeah. carry-all. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Velcro strapping on the top. So oh, there you go. We always get it in there so no one can still see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that was accepted, so hopefully the judges don't uh, pull us apart too much for for that. But yeah. Nice, nice. So is it fair to say then that, that beef ribs is sort of your forte, or do you, do you have Brisket. a particular preferred protein? or? Brisket. Yeah, pro probably brisket. brisket. Um, ah. And I've actually been happy with our uh, pork ribs this round. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I've, I've done a lot of online study of lots of different people um, and what they do, but um, this time I tried layering the the rubs um, oh, to try yeah, and yeah, yeah. try and add some sweet rubs with some some more savoury rubs, um, and that the, the flavour of that seems to have come off not too bad. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, happy with the hand-ins so far. Um, we'll just uh, obviously wait and see if the judges liked it, I suppose. That's it, isn't it? it uh, it's, all, it's all good fun. That's, yep. the, that's the main thing. We're having a good time. Yeah, so good, fellas. So good. And, and lady. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've got to get going because I need to go jump on that uh, stage, have a quick shout-out on the microphone, and then do a cooking demonstration of my own. So I'm going to say best of luck for the rest of the competition. Thank and you. Thanks Thank for you. coming on board the show. Thank Lovely. you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it has just rolled past 5 p.m. Final hand-in has just been done. We're on the countdown to, to, the, uh, to the awards, and I'm chatting with Hey What's Really Smoking. And uh, we've got Jordan, Stacey, T no, I've got three of the four of you, sorry. So, Jordan. Yes. And Stacey, Stacey and Tara. Tara. Okay. Folks, you're a first-time competitive team, as I understand it. How have you enjoyed the weekend? I think it's been fantastic. I think... Um 
you know, we've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, especially Stace and I tried playing this three years ago and um, as soon as I come along, Stace, Stace um, messaged me and said, are we in? And I said, yep, let's do it. And um, ever since then, it's been, um, yeah, non-stop. Yeah, commitment. And have, have you competed in other competitions before? No, this is our oh, first. Oh, this is like, the, like not just the first time here, the first competition yeah. ever. And this is our first time we've all been together in the one location cooking at the same time. So you haven't even practiced cooked together? No. Wow. Practice cooked individually in our, with our families, cooking okay. for our family dinners, and this is our first day cooking all together. Oh. Yeah, yesterday was the first day that Jordan met Jade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny because I would have actually thought you were brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's a, that's the best part about this dynamic is um, we all just clicked. Yeah. As soon as we all got together, especially as soon as Jade came in, it was just fantastic. He just like one of the family. Oh, great. Yeah. Right. Well, so you say that he's like a brother? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> now, your little um, your, your little team information blurb out the front there says Jordan and Stacey bonded over their love of smoking and cooking. So is that what brought you together? Is it Was it barbecue that sort of created the, the, the couple? Oh, these guys used to come in 10 times a day to our coffee shop and buy coffee and uh, lamb's fry and bacon. And Mars bar cheesecake. <laughs> Yeah. And that's how we, the friendship yeah. grew and then the yeah. smoking connection and, yeah, we just, yeah. Oh, great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. And it looks like you had a crack at all the categories. Chicken, beef ribs, pork ribs, brisket, Brahmin hump and the mystery meat. Mm. So you didn't just t dip your toe in the water, you jumped right we in. We dove right in. A, a six hand in comp is a big comp. I think I think definitely we all we all sat down and thought about it, and um, I remember sitting down at the table at, at our house. Um, Stace brought the family around, and, and we sat there and we we're like, "What are we going to do?" And we said, "Well, why not? You know, we're here. We paid our entry fee. Let's do it." And we we're like, "Yep." So we did. Fair enough. And so, <clears throat> in the different practices that you've been doing individually at home and that. Did you divide up the proteins and say, okay, so you're going to be lamb, you're going to be chicken, you're going to be beef rib? Did you organise it like that, or just everyone had a crack at everything? We um, were the chicken and the mystery meat, yep. us girls, and Jordan was the meat. Ah, the right. red meat, the pork. So I, I suppose I, I've been, I, I smoke quite regularly for home. You know, I, when I bought my smoker, I bought it to use. Yep. So every week I, I have a play with it and I've, I have, I've got my fair handle on briskets, ribs and stuff like that because the kids ask for it and they want to eat it. I've got no idea about chicken and anything like that where, the, you know, these two girls, they, they've just, they know everything. And, and today well, was... we don't know, we'll make today, up. Today was, today was the proof in the pudding. They stepped up and they've just done a fantastic job where I was panicking even about the meats I was in, responsible for. These girls stepped up and, and calmed me down and helped me out in every sense and I think it was just fantastic. Excellent, that's fantastic. So how do you feel was has been your strongest hand in today? Like something you just went, ah, oh, we nailed that. Well, I feel like the two meats that I was involved heavily in, the mystery meat and the chicken, I felt like we really nailed it. Stacey and I worked together the last night, went through what we were doing. Um, 
you came through and gave us some advice on what could work. We tried that out. You know, we've developed our skills constantly and hopefully we'll continue to do that. Um, I'm not sure what Jordan would feel his best was, but today the, I've never had a Brahmin hump until today, so okay. that was great to try. was different than I was expecting, but really good. Yeah. And which uh, set of chicken did you go with? The ones that I gave you advice on or the ones that, uh, that you were doing it before? Yeah, probably the ones that you yeah, probably told us to the cut ones. the knuckles. Oh, that's good. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we ended up Would cutting... have been embarrassing if you said, no, we decided you were full of crap. <laughs> when you did come back and try and talk to us as we were getting something ready, I was like, oh, don't tell me the box is wrong as well. But it was fine. You were oh, full when of you were great prepping, advice. The, prepping the kale. Yes. Prepping the kale, yeah. Yeah, I don't have much to say about kale. <laughs> I, I, I'm no help when it comes to kale. Yeah. yeah. No, it was fantastic. And thank you. Thank you very much for your help. Yeah. yeah, no worries. No worries. What are you most worried about from the judges? Is there a particular hand in you went, uh, I'll be honest with you. I had my handle on beef ribs. I cooked my beef ribs. I pulled them out, and when I literally pulled them out of the smoker, one of the bones fell out on my foot. And I've just gone, oh my God, I have destroyed this for my team. And my heart sunk, brought it over here, we let it rest, we pulled it out, we cut it up, and Stay stepped up to the plate and said, let's cut it up like this, let's do it like this. And um, once we didn't we did, serve it with the bone. And we didn't ah. serve it with the bone. It was a different strategy I never thought about, and it just turned us all around, got the um, mood back up for myself, and it was just fantastic, I, I believe. And um, different way, don't know how it went, but um, we tasted it and we thought it was delicious, but like I said, it was a different way of looking at it. Yep. So, yep. yeah, and that's the best part about having a team and everyone's input is just, you know, they have a different perspective on, on, on things. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the, the bones fall out of beef ribs, not a big problem. Bones fall out of pork ribs, big problem. Mm. So. Okay, that's good to know. Sounds like you got yeah. it right there. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's no, good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually how I prefer to serve them up when I'm competing. Oh, right. I will actually remove them from the bone yeah. and then make them look like brisket slices and then send them in that way. Yep, so. that's what we did. That's what yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Really nice, yeah. good work. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, look, I've got to go jump back on stage now and wrangle these kids for the ice cream eating contest. So I'm going to say thanks very much for coming on board the show and best of luck come awards time. Thanks Amazing. for coming no to Emerald. Worries. Thanks, Ben. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, folks, it is 4.30 in the afternoon. The sun is high on the yard arm. The Emerald Barbecue Festival is not even halfway through. And I've got Bob the... What's your title, Bob? Uh, today I'm the head judge of the barbecue cooking competition. Yeah head judge of the barbecue competition here at uh, Emerald Barbecue Festival. So mate, tell me about yourself. What's your barbecue background? Uh, just, a, just a general backyard hack, I guess. Been barbecuing most of my adult life. I've uh, got a smoker, trans transitioned from gas to smoke in the last few years and, and loved it every part of the way. Uh, obviously the, the American influence in Australia now is pretty strong, so that's been a big thing. And it, the scene in Australia is growing, it's amazing. It is, yeah, and uh, I'm really happy to hear that you've seen the light and you've moved from gas to uh, to wood-based products. Now, not that there's anything wrong with gas. I've just been doing cooking demos today on gas, but it's just not the same. <laughs> no, it's not the same. No, it's um, 
it's, it's, it's been a conversion. I started with pellets and now I've gone to my first bullet. So I'm learning the craft of using a bullet. And, uh, ah, yeah, so it's, uh, it's definitely different, but it's, it's, I think there's definitely a lot more skill base there with managing temperature and stuff like that. So it's good to learn more aspects of the t techniques with the barbecuing. Yeah, now pellet smokers are quite divisive in themselves. What sort of made you move from the pellet onto the bullet? I guess I just wanted a challenge, so there's a bit of a stigma with pellets in the industry, so some people think it's not real cooking, so I really wanted to challenge myself and learn how to how to use a bullet smoker, you know, setting the valves and gates and making sure that the flow's right, and it's, it's, it is a bit of a challenge, but it's it's good to learn, and I think it uh, just makes you a better rounded cook. Yeah, yeah, and so are you on a, like a Fornetto or a Weber or a... Yeah, just a basic Weber, you know, I think everyone starts at a little Weber, and it's a, it's a starting point, but yeah, it, it's... They're very easy to use. They're, they're good fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, very versatile too. They, they are, yeah. And it's good, the, the different methods that you learn, you know, the snake method, or if you want to go really hot and fast and a bit more direct cooking. So, yeah, there's versatility with them, which ah. is exciting. So when you say the snake method, are you cooking on a Weber kettle or a Weber Smoky Mountain? Uh, so it's just the... Uh, I'm not a great at explaining this, but it's just basically, it's like a kettle. I'm sure it's the kettle, yeah, and you just sort of fill up the bottom of charcoal and put your, your wood on for the smoke. Okay. Yeah. So. Is it is it up on legs? The, yeah, the, three the... legs. It's like a tripod sort of thing, a little, little basic one. Okay. Yeah. Wheels on two of the legs? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a yeah. kettle. Kettle. Okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got there. Oh, mate, there's nothing that you can't do on a kettle. No, very good starting yeah. point. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a great one. Mate, that's where I started in, in competition barbecue. I was telling some of these uh, new teams here last night that that's how I got into it. The first ever competition I did was with two Weber kettles I'd rescued off the side of the road yep. and a little bullet smoker that I'd purchased um, when my mother-in-law came to visit from the States. Awesome, yeah. So uh, that's how I got started. And I know people, um, have you heard of Harry Sue? Yes. Yeah, yeah so he, he actually has a Weber Smoky Mountain. Yep. And he just carries that in the back of his van yeah. and he turns up and he absolutely destroys all these big time competitors yeah. that roll up with these giant smokers and yeah. their, their trailers and all that sort of stuff. And It is amazing. He's really impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic scene, the barbecue comp. You don't have to have the flashiest of equipment to be competitive if you're into that stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the skill set of the, the cook is uh, definitely paramount. Absolutely, yeah. Now you have put together the judging side of things here for this festival. Yep, yep. Tell us how, how it works here today. Yeah, so basically we've been allocated some judges through you know, sponsors and stuff like that. So basically I, I take them through an induction. So basically to be a barbecue judge, there's like three main elements of what you're looking for. So the first element is you want to look at the appearance. So when we uh, present them the box, we open it up, they have a look at the box. So it's you know score out of 10. Uh, the next one is around taste and texture. So, you know, they obviously get to enjoy eating the meals here. Uh, so they want make sure it's not chewy or hard or any sort of bits of fat in there. And, and but basically, yeah, they it's a score out of 30 um, for each box. And the judges, yeah, it's around appearance, texture and taste. And, um, yeah, they're going well. They're loving it. I think the meat sweats are definitely a real thing at the moment. <laughs> Some of them are starting to struggle and we just sort of hit the halfway point. So, yeah, it's, it is hard being a judge because you do have to eat a lot of meat, but they're getting through it somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just discussing off mic about how it's about to get real tough for the judges because they're going to round out the last three categories. Yep. Are, are about to be Brahmin Hump. Yes. Sorry, no, they've just done beef rib. Yep. They're followed by Brahmin Hump. Yep. And then they're going to finish up with brisket. Finish so with the, brisket. The yeah. judges are about to really get hit with all the rich stuff. Mate, they're definitely, mate, yeah, it's a very heavy finish. But, yeah, they're, they're hanging in there. They're enjoying it. They, they've really enthused about participating in this event and the scorings has been 
really high quality. Yeah, there's some really good teams here at this event, and it's great to see. And it's um, very widespread, the scores across all the teams, so everyone's performing really well, so it's a, it's a really great competition. Interesting. So you, you're telling me that so far it looks like it's going to be close come uh, come awards time at 6 o'clock? Yeah, definitely. At the moment, even for the Grand Championship, we're, we're looking at there's a spread of three teams within 15 points of each other, so anything can change over the last couple of rounds. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing, and all... Different teams have stood up through different categories, so everyone's really having a fly in their own flag and across the categories, which is great. So, you know, it's, it's really impressive to see the effort. Nice, nice. Now, you also wrote the judge training booklet, didn't you? Yeah, so the judge training book's a bit of a, um, it's basically a PowerPoint presentation um, just to give the, the judges a bit of a guide and overview of what, what they're expected to do. So it's a lot... They do have a lot of responsibility to be consistent and uh, sometimes if you don't have those sort of rules in place, you know, things can get a bit skew-if, so to speak. So really emphasise, you know, when they judge a box, if, if it was a genuine 10 for them that time, the next box, if it blows them off their feet, they don't have to go back and change the scores because they're still both 10s and just really showing them those sort of ways and, and just sort of educating them that, you know, the people here that have spent a lot of money to be here buying all the meat and stuff, and we really don't want to be lowballing that effort. They've been here 24 hours cooking. Like, it's a big event for these teams. So really let them know the journey that the cooks have been on and, and really try to help them, you know, let's give the, give some pretty fair and constructive scores to teams. And um, so far, I really haven't seen really too many low scores. Everything's really been a high quality, and I think it's credit to all the cooks that are here this weekend. Beautiful, yeah. How receptive have the local judges been to the American style of cooking brisket? Because I'd imagine that a lot of them would have grown up with grandma's brisket that was rolled and boiled in a pot. So yeah. how, how have they responded to that training? Yeah, it's, it's good. We definitely go into, like, there's a lot of different techniques. So you've got the very traditional cooks that love just salt and pepper and stuff like that, which I think I'm a bit of a fan of personally. But then you've got a lot of these different spices now and a lot of just talking to one of the teams, they'll show, show me a raspberry chipotle sauce. Like, I've never heard of it, but it was actually quite nice. You know, I'd never be brave enough to put that on anything. But <laughs> it's, um, it's really diverse, some of these flavours. So we do let the teams know that. It, so that's a danger for... Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a danger for some of the teams where judges might not be really used to that sort of dramatic taste. They're more traditional. So, but some of those untraditional flavors have been a hit here. So, yeah, it's good. People's uh, taste for different styles is really, really good here. Oh, that's fantastic stuff, mate. Yeah. Nice. So, did you like? Have you judged at other barbecue competitions? Is that where you got this sort of this knowledge to bring to yeah. set up the judging for this competition? Yeah. So I've done a lot of ABA events around ah, around the region. Okay. So and um, yeah, I got I got sort of hooked on that. Yeah, it was, it was really an interesting con concept to be doing. And um, what I found by doing those ABA events that actually a lot of barbecue teams would answer to be judges as well, so they could see on the other side what sort of went on. It was they were trying to learn what to get that competitive edge. So it was really interesting, but it, the stringency that they have is second to none. They've, they've very well run events. Um, the education's great, and I think they've even took it up another level now. You know, you've, you have to pay for the privilege to be a judge now and go through their training and induction process, which is great. They're, it's a fantastic organisation. So, yeah, I enjoy going to a couple of those events here and there when I can. Yeah, nice, nice. So that's a, So you've got like a really well-grounded background then in both the judging and the actual cooking side of things as well. I've got, I've got a feel for it. I don't know if I could um, do a comp as a cook. I think there'd be a little bit of stress there. I think it's it's tough. It's um, backyard cooking so 
carefree, stress-free. It's, it's, it's fun with your mates and family. And I think sometimes competition can change that for people with things they can do with their eyes closed that puts the pressure on. But I think a lot of these teams are putting an amazing effort with that sort of pressure and a big crowd walking around, looking at them, watching what they're doing. It's tough, but I think they've excelled. I'm really proud of them all. I reckon you're right, mate. I reckon you are. Now, I've just had an idea mm. based on what you just said to me. Here's what I want to see for next year's competition. I want to see you train up a replacement for yourself <laughs> and you're going to enter a competition team next year. Oh, my goodness. There's a, there's a fair challenge there. Well... We never know. Let's let's see what we can do. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just one cut and I'll specialise on it and chuck all my eggs in one basket. But yeah, it's I'd love I'd love to try it. It'd be good to say and tick the box, wouldn't it? Just to say, yeah, I've done that and yeah. It it's would all, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I love well, look, it. Thanks very much for your time. I know you need to get back in there and start getting the judges ready for the next hand in. Appreciate it. So I appreciate you coming on board the show and thanks for all the work you've done for the Emerald Barbecue and Beer Festival. Appreciate it and thank you for communicating such a great local event to, to your listeners. Really appreciate it. Cheers. That brings us to the end of another sizzling episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this flavorful journey through the world of barbecue, grilling, and all things smoked and sizzling at the beautiful Emerald Barbecue and Beer Festival. Before we wrap up, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a smoking hot review. Your feedback keeps the fires burning and helps us bring you more mouthwatering content. Stay connected with us on social media to catch behind-the-scenes sneak peeks and updates on upcoming episodes. You can join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Community Group on Facebook. And remember, whether you're a seasoned pitmaster or just getting started, keep those fires stoked, those grills hot, and those flavours unforgettable. Until next time, here's to the magic of smoke and fire. Keep those confessions smoking hot. <laughs>